Welcome to Everyday Superhero, where each week we share how everyone can be a superhero, one world changer, one loving and positive thought at a time. I'm your host, Vanessa Canavero, and I'm ready to dive into this week's podcast adventure. So buckle up and get ready to dream big always in all ways. For show notes and to find out a bit more about me and my coaching practice, my speaking engagements and all that fun stuff, head on over to thedreambiglife.com. See you there. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Everyday Superhero. Today is International Women's Day, and this is like the most amazing coincidence because I didn't realize uh, that what today was actually until uh, I did before I got on the Zoom with you. So this is pretty cool. So first of all, uh, yes, so this is our guest today is the wonderful Peg Ainsley. So Peg is a writer, writing coach, public speaker, and an advocate for domestic safety. So welcome, incredible everyday superhero Peg to our podcast. Well, thanks, Vanessa. It's great to be here. This is awesome. So a little bit of background, I guess, about Peg and I. We've known each other for, I was trying to think of it yesterday. Is it seven years or eight years? Or yeah. Or? yeah, close to a decade. Yeah, a decade sounds so long, Peg. Oh, right. Well, hey. <laughs> Close to a decade. And actually, it was just a by chance meeting at a Starbucks. Peg was, uh, I came into a Starbucks and I ordered my coffee, and there was this wonderful lady sitting down with her computer. And on the face of your computer, it said writer for hire. And you're sharply dressed, and the coat you were wearing was very similar to the one I had. And our (laughs) hair was very, you know, our styles were very similar. And I thought, I need to sit down by this lady and we need to start chatting. And that's where it started. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what a happy day that was. was You know what? And I was thinking too, you know, people say you meet people for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And this is definitely a lifetime, right? We've been friends for a long time and it's been pretty, it's been pretty awesome. So I am so excited you're on our show today, Peg. Well, thank you. Me too. (laughs) That's fantastic. So Peg, you're an advocate for domestic safety. Yes. Now, before we talk about that, because I love, I love that title that you've kind of given yourself, which is awesome. Before we talk about that, I, and what it kind of means to you, I want to talk about your first book, Love Beyond Reason. Yes. Now, Peg's an author. So Love Beyond Reason, which is a true story about your life. So yep. tell me about that. Tell me about your book. Well, it's, you know, every, I think every writer, well, everyone probably has one book in them that needs to be written a story that needs that they feel needs to be told that they want to tell. And um, it was many years in uh, coming. Um, I wrote bits um, over many years, actually. And uh, I did want to, uh, I did want to let people know that I was, am a survivor um, of uh, domestic violence and um but not only that i wanted them to understand the person who got into that situation um so i told a bit about my childhood and and my uh uh my marriages and uh what parenting uh was like for me and um so that uh, the the people seeing this happening to me would know that the person I was uh, before that, before the abuse actually uh, started. Mm-hmm. 
And it, it's a powerful story. I've read your book. I, I was one of the first people who had a chance when it was launched yes, to read your book. You. And it was, and I saw the other, the other peg, I guess, the peg before I knew you. Right. And it, it, I don't know, you've been through such an incredible journey and you are definitely a survivor on the other side, which <laughs> has been, and now you're an advocate for it. So why is it so important that we're aware of domestic violence? Well, because um, one, somebody dies, like is killed every six days in Canada, in Canada, safe, beautiful, wonderful homeland Canada. Someone dies every six days at the hands of their intimate partner. In what world is that okay? It's just not. It just has got to stop. Um, people losing their lives, people certainly losing their self-respect and maybe jobs and um, all kinds of things um, because of uh, the feelings that you go through when you are uh, being abused. Mm -hmm. So that kind of takes me to my next question. So what should we watch out for? How will we know that a friend or a coworker or a relative is going through something like this, going through domestic violence? Um, we, they tend to be uh, pretty quiet. Like they, they, uh, they have a difficulty making eye contact. Um, in, in my situation, uh, the fear was that I would be accused of something. If I made contact, uh, even with, uh, you know, a person of authority uh, um, in a lawyer's office or, you know, anybody in the male species realm, if I made eye contact, that I was obviously sleeping with that person and had to be punished for it. So, uh, so yeah, women who are in this situation tend to interact as little as possible. They keep their eyes down. You will see them in a cafeteria, for example, sitting by themselves, having their lunch alone because that is the safest place for them to be. It doesn't matter whether or not their partner is there uh, it is now ingrained in them that they will find out, they will know. And then I, you know, I would get grilled when I got home and, and I was, um, I was standing on a street corner one day waiting for the light to change. And my partner was, um, on the other side of the street in the car waiting for me to cross the street so he could pick me up. And it's 5 PM in the downtown busy, busy city. Of course, there are lots of people. Mm -hmm. waiting for the light to change to walk across the street and I happened to be standing beside one of them who happened to be a male and so he was obviously my lover and um, and that had got to stop and I would have to be uh, punished for that that's unreal it it truly is it's like you're in another world so mm -hmm. interacting with the regular world that you know is very very difficult mm -hmm. so you're, having, you're having to have put in a different face you're having to be like a split personality pretty much right be a different person than what you almost, are yes almost exactly yes yeah so how was that trying to re kind of reconnect with the original with peg again how was it the journey trying to go back to the person or rediscover yourself again and how that, did you do it 
it, it took a long time and it involved um, developing an understanding of safety, of feeling safe. Um, and I went along kind of in neutral for uh, a few years, actually. It's not weeks or months that this takes. Mm -hmm. it, it takes years. It's, uh, well, many people are saying now it's like PTSD, mm -hmm. that, that you have gone through trauma and it will take time for you to get over it. There's, there's just no question about that. Um, so I forget what I started to say, Vanessa. Um, <laughs> I guess rediscovering yourself again, finding the pig that we have now, like how you said it was, it's yeah. been a journey, it's years, and which I can understand because you're reprogramming yourself. Because when somebody yeah. loves you, that hurts you that deeply, and it's not just, like that's in your core, right? That's right. That brainwashing, and when that's going, that's essentially what it is. Exactly. How do you recover from that and, and become the person you are now? At, um, I explained in the book, the one time that I realized that I wasn't feeling safe anymore. I was, I had run into a girlfriend who uh, we were both out shopping, I guess, just a happenstance meeting. Let's have a coffee. We sat down together. Her husband was with her. Her husband happened to be a police officer. And as soon as I knew that, I felt, I literally felt my level of feeling safe come up. I just knew if something went sideways, he would know what to do. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know up until then how fearful I still was. Mm -hmm. So as you're rejoining the world, as you say, or rediscovering yourself, um, there's, there's levels that you may not even be aware of mm -hmm. to, to go through, you know? And uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm like the old Timex commercial, you know? I take a lick and keep on ticking. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep wanting to do new things. And so um, that's probably been my saving grace personally. I can't speak for other people who have gone through this same thing, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I think that, it, that there was some, there's always joy in beginning for me. So mm -hmm. starting something new, writing the book, uh, completing that, you know, completing that journey uh, mm -hmm. of the book and so on. Um, getting into a film project, uh, you know, uh, understanding, you know, joining a group and understanding how that works. Any, anything to sort of refresh and, and cause an interaction. Mm -hmm. Interactions that I had withheld from during the, during the abuse. Yeah. And I must say, the, the abuse for me did not happen over years and years and years. It was a total of nine months. I did not even make it to one year. And I wouldn't have. I felt sure when I left that I would be killed. Mm -hmm. Well, you had situations where you were definitely put, your life was at risk. Yes. Where you felt at risk. So, my gosh. Yeah. So, how can we... I guess, help somebody or, you know, help somebody who's going through something similar. What can we do as a friend, a coworker, a boss, maybe to help, you know, that person who is going through um, violence like this? Yes, exactly. Well, I, I was very lucky to have 
uh, a boss that um, that really cared. Mm -hmm. And and I think there are tools, and I'm just learning about more of them now uh, that that women can well, that women can use. Uh, there's a great uh, online training program um, hosted by Robin McGraw, Dr. Phil's wife, mm -hmm. um, and and that is it's an amazing website because when you go out of it, you're out of the training for that day or whatever, mm -hmm. you cannot get back in. Like so, if your husband or lover who's ever abusing you wants to see your browsing history it is like gone oh so it's totally anonymous so it yes. actually erases itself when you're off of that site that that's is correct whoever thought yeah. of that that is such a fantastic is that just they really, they really have thought of everything because so i thought oh gee i'd like to go back and see that no you, no, it's you have to, you have to be determined determined to start over again at the beginning Wow. And there's, you know, there's employee assistance programs. Many times we feel like we don't want to use those maybe or whatever, but that's what they're for. Mm -hmm. And people who go, like, they're always 100% um, confidential. So your coworkers aren't going to find out what you're talking to the counselor about. Mm -hmm. So there is no risk of being embarrassed, I guess. No, you know. no. I felt so much shame. There is so much shame. Yeah. Like, you just can't believe. Like I am an intelligent person, you know, at the time I had uh, six years of sobriety under my belt. I was feeling good physically. I actually never been in better shape physically. Um, and, and still, uh, the, so, so allowing that to happen, mm -hmm. it, it just does not compute, right? You just, and for me, it brought a great deal of shame. I didn't want anybody to know. Mm -hmm. So one of the things when you're asked, when you're wanting to help people and you suspect that, just sometime when you're alone with that girlfriend or, or boyfriend uh, of yours, ask gently if everything's okay. Oh, and then, and then I don't, you've got to find the intestinal fortitude to say, is she beating you? Mm -hmm. Is she doing this? Is he doing that? How do you feel when you're at home? Do you feel safe? Mm -hmm. And if that can break the wall, because once they've admitted it to one person, it's so much easier from there on to ask for help, right? Mm -hmm. So then you can say, you know, I want to help you. I don't know much about this. Do you have an employee assistance program? You know, if you ever need to call the cops, ask for a female officer. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, all kinds of little hints like that. Mm -hmm. I think that too, it's probably better to realize that women have more rights, I guess, than what we think we have at that moment, right? And more strength that we could rely on a community of exactly. other women or support. Like when you suggested, you know, ask for a female cop. Yeah. There was comfort in that, I'm sure, right? Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Sure. Wow. And it's uh and, and there is uh there there's studies now about about um oh what is it called? Huh. It uh what it's about is, I forgot what it's called, but what it's about is silently protesting. Mm 
So when you're in that relationship, there are things that you do uh, that um, can be seen as fighting back. Mm-hmm. So for example, I would go into the bathroom and lock the door and have a bath. Now that is that much privacy, absolutely unheard of. And of course, it was never quiet. I would have him screaming from the other side of the door the entire time, accusing me of what I was doing in there. And oh my goodness, like on and on it would go. But those, those little things are what um, I think uh, women can do even while they're in to feel a little bit like they're, they're looking after themselves, mm-hmm. you know, that they're not completely, you know, at the service of the abuser. At the mercy of a little yeah. bit of control, a little piece of control, right? Yes, exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly, yeah. Wow. It's amazing. And, and, you know, I really, I have said, and I, I, I do say that if I had had a shred of self-respect, I would have not allowed it. Mm-hmm. I would have not allowed it uh, to, uh, at the first slap in the face, that was the first incident for me was a slap across the face. And um, had I had self-respect, I would have really questioned that. Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on here? And who do you think you are to do that to me? You know? Um, and, but there was none of that. I, I just suddenly felt like it must have been my fault. What did mm-hmm. I say to bring that on? What did I do to bring that on? I always took it on myself. And I think that therein lies the, the, uh, the head of the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, the the victim's side um, of the issue, the abuser side of the issue. Um, I honestly don't know that well, um, and there are people working on that, and there are groups where people can learn how to uh, control that unspeakable anger, how to work through those things and so on. And I believe there's help for everybody. I, I really do. Um, the person delivering abuse obviously has no self-respect either. Mm-hmm. Because if they did have self-respect, they'd be looking for a better job or planning a vacation mm-hmm. <laughs> or shopping for a car or, you know, like mm-hmm. something real, trying to get in touch with old friends or like, Anything that life has to offer besides keeping somebody under the under their thumb mm-hmm. uh, besides needing to control that immediate um, place unreal unreal so okay you're writing a new book now I am the safe escape is the name of this new book yeah right. tell us about that. Well, uh, I'm actually not writing it. I, I'm kind of uh, coordinating it, and I can certainly help any uh, contributors who need the help with it. But um, what I like now is to um, collect a number of safe escape stories. So people who have successfully left abusive relationships uh, must have a story like mine about who was there, 
how they helped, whether the boss was good, whether they had a car, whether they had a plane ticket, whatever, right? Whether they saved up money, whether they got their own bank account, uh, there's all kinds of things that can and will happen as a woman or man tries to uh, prepare to leave uh, such uh, an abusive situation. So, uh, yeah, I'm wanting uh, everyone, and I hope uh, some of your listeners, if they've been through this and have successfully escaped, um, I'd love to add their story to this book. Uh, it's, um, and so it's going to, I hope, become some sort of a manual for uh, people who are wanting to leave an abusive relationship. And they can, from that, um, see little hints that are possible in their own lives to put into place in order for them to make a safe escape. That's a wonderful idea because it's stories coming from survivors. Yeah victors right who have left yeah and they understand it and that's awesome so how can people get a hold of you if they if, you know if somebody says oh you know i've got a great story peg i'd like to be a part of this how can yeah. they contact you that way well my email is the best i think for something like this uh it's uh and my email is peg ainsley my name and you'll have my name on the podcast peg ainsley at gmail.com it's just that simple. Um, I also have a page on Facebook called uh, Self-Respect. So I'm hoping that um, you can get, you can reach me through there as, as well. Um, you know, let's get on Esther and, and talk about it. Um, yeah, it would be my pleasure. Wonderful. And of course, we'll have that in the podcast notes too. We'll have your email address. And that awesome stuff so people can find you. So now you're talking about your Facebook page, self-respect. So Peg, this is a quote when we were speaking the other day, I wrote yeah. down a quote, something you had said, and oh. I want you to kind of explain it to me, what it means. Okay. okay. So what you said was, I'm not anti-violence, I'm pro-safety. What does that mean to you? Yes. Well, we have, uh, you know, when you're talking to a child and, they, and you say, uh, do not uh, stand up while you eat. They never hear the do not. And they always, they just hear the stand up, right? Yeah. Don't do this, don't do that. Never say die. You know, all of those things that start off a sentence with a negative word, like anti, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. they're just not effective. So I prefer. Instead of being anti-anything or anti-everything, I'm pro the good stuff. So that more of us as humans who focus on the positive, um, we have a better chance of making a positive change. If we're going anti-violence or, or domestic violence or, um, you know, anti whatever uh it, it just is defeating but if it's pro everyone then we each have a chance i think to build that self-respect mm -hmm. because we're for something we're for building respect we're for respecting others we're 
You're for uh, the solution is what you're saying, basically. Exactly. For the solution. Yeah. So your Facebook page, self-respect. Yeah. So what is that page about? What is the, because I'm on that page. So explain, explain. Yes. What was your purpose for starting that page? Well, um, you know, I heard a story. Um, I think it was one of Seth Godin's um, posts uh, about a fellow who introduced um, chickens into Lithuania and because they were people that were starving and and uh, the chickens they had only produced one egg a week and uh, so the, they just weren't having it wasn't possible to feed everybody mm -hmm. they weren't getting any protein so um, this fellow in France said to himself self I have chickens I'm taking some chickens over there and that, and he did he took one crate with like half a dozen birds and he went there and he dropped these birds off and lo and behold they mixed up with the other birds and now they have chickens that are laying eggs daily and they have a ton of protein now that is one person saying hey I have chickens yes so it gave me the heart and and the willingness and the hope um, that even I, you know, in my later years, <laughs> Peg, you're only like 45, might, <laughs> might, <laughs> might be able to, uh, might be able to make a difference. And so uh, all we can do is try, mm -hmm. right? And nobody was has ever been. Uh, put down, arrested, or, you know, <laughs> um, thought poorly of for trying. And so uh, I thought, why don't I try? And so the self-respect page is about having some. I have my self-respect. If everyone has their own self-respect, it's an automatic to respect others. Mm-hmm. And people who are delivering abuse and people who are receiving abuse, if they build their self-respect, they're not going to be doing that anymore. There will be no need. They'll be interested in other things. Um, so now what one Facebook page can do, I'm not sure. But I think that safety is such a huge issue right now. Mm -hmm. We've got public safety. You know, we need the streets we walk to be safe. We need the water we drink to be safe. You know, it, it's all about having this wonderful life that, that we're promised. Um, not only here in Canada, but everywhere. I think everyone who breathes in and out deserves this wonderful life. And, uh, and we can be surrounded by safety if we build it. If we build it in ourselves that we care. Mm -hmm. caring about others builds that respectful place mm -hmm. and um and there's no need to give anybody a backhander mm -hmm. like i don't understand like other animals really don't do that you know and unless you know you're coming in on my cow and i'm a bull elk you know mm -hmm. if you're encroaching on my space there i might get a little angry but you know just for the hell of it we 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 beat each other like it's just crazy it's somebody you love do. right and it doesn't it doesn't make sense 
No. I love that. That Facebook page is about self-empowerment, right? Yes. Love yourself. Find that self-respect. And, yeah. and you're there and you've got a, a bunch of people there with you. Now, this is an open Facebook page so somebody can find yep. self-respect on Facebook. Absolutely. Peg Ainsley is the creator of it. So your name is on there because you do all the posting basically, right? Yes, that's right. So definitely you guys check her out on Facebook as well. And so I know there's something pretty exciting coming up for Peg here in Chicago. Oh, yes. What's happening in Chicago, Peg? (laughs) I am so excited. (laughs) It's the uh, National Conference on Health and Domestic Violence. And it's uh, created, it's done every two years by an organization in the States um, called Futures Without Violence. And, um, you know, I would prefer it was Futures with Self-Respect, but there you go. (laughs) Well, I'm sure when you're there, you're going to have a discussion with somebody about that, I am sure. (laughs) Knowing who you are. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so they get together every two years and they invite uh, survivors. And so that's why I felt... um, uh, I guess, uh, welcomed enough to apply. Um, and so I, um, I applied to do a little workshop because they have a number of different kinds of workshops and there was, there are lower level ones uh, that just last 20 minutes. And, uh, so I applied to do one of those and, um, and they said no, but instead they've invited me to present a poster about my work, about that, whatever I would have done in the workshop. So the workshop would have been about uh, gathering these safe escape stories. So of course now the poster will be about that. And um, yeah, I got to go, it's it's three days. There's a pre-conference day and two days of the conference, uh, the last week in April. And um, so I applied for and received a bursary for the uh, actual registration fee, which is $610 US. So that means a great deal to someone like me. I mean, that's just under $1,000 Canadian. Uh, Makes a huge difference uh, to me. Uh, I got a wonderful flight out of Seattle for $226 Canadian return. (laughs) That's like a tank of gas in Canada. (laughs) Really? So, uh, yeah, so I'm excited about going. This week I have a little, every week I do a little something. This week I've uh, booked my uh, hotel room, so. Wonderful. Getting so you're excited. Closer. Yeah. You're excited to go because, um, and, and I, you know, I talked about you doing some public speaking, but you actually present uh, two different organizations as well about domestic violence, self-love, that kind of stuff. So what kind of organization? So let's say somebody is looking for a fantastic speaker because I've heard you speak about <laughs> you. what you, your life story, what you've been through. What kind of organization would approach you and your availability? I mean, yeah, well, normally, um, normally it, it is um, an organization or um, a, uh, a group that wants to learn more about uh, domestic safety or um, or my experience as a woman. I also have um, good stories which also appear in my book about uh, the women's lib years 
and um, the kind of things that happen in my work life uh, before Me Too, uh, before the Me Too movement. Um, so there, there are a number of growing experiences that I've had over the years that different groups may want to hear about. So uh, even, even I think a Chamber of Commerce who's worried about um, a halfway house coming into their uh, neighborhood or, or a safety house for battered women coming into their neighborhood. Uh, you know, anyone like that, that um, I can help broaden their minds um, and, and speak to them as someone who has come through it and, um, and how worthwhile it is to, uh, to help uh, these people when they, when they need it. Awesome. Awesome. And again, so where can everybody find you? Because you do have a website. I do have a website. It's uh, writerforhireltd.com. Um, I have um, a Writer for Hire Facebook page. And of course, I have the Self-Respect Facebook page. Uh, you've got my email, uh, which is in all of that, uh, gmail.com, gmail.com. And um, yeah. I, I look forward to hearing from anybody who, uh, who, who wants to have a chat about this and, and certainly from those who'd love to be part of this uh, new book. Awesome. And again, so on the um, podcast notes, I will include the proper spelling of Peg's name, Peg's email address, uh, where you can find her and uh, notes on this story. Maybe I'll get you to write up some notes on this, you know, on this podcast to make sure we can have the Peg words because Peg is a writer. Okay. <laughs> I'll get you to the blog post for this one. So thank you so much, Peg. You know, I adore you. And now all our listeners are going to adore you as well. The feeling's mutual, my dear. <laughs> I'm so glad you're doing this. <laughs> Me too. It's fun. So thank you so much for being our feature everyday superhero guest, Peg. Thanks for having me. And thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in and listening. I'm Vanessa Canavero. And remember to dream big always and in all ways. I love you. Catch you on the flip side. Do you know a superhero should be featured on the Everyday Superhero Podcast? Hook us up. Send me an email at thedreambiglife at gmail.com.